Hey, what's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the Random Cast Podcast. With me once again is my lovely guest, Chania. And we will be talking about adjusting to different cultures. Now, Chania, you've been in growing up in Singapore and here in the Philippines as well. So we'll be talking about that sort of difference in culture. But we can also talk about, you know, the, uh, how do we call this, small changes like internal different cultures, like from one place to another because I even inside one city there are different cultures that you have to adapt to so maybe we'd start with since you actually have moved from country to country and place mm-hmm. to place what do you say was the hardest part when you moved when it came to like fitting in with the community um I know it might sound weird but uh it might sound weird because I'm a Filipino but when I moved here I was culture shocked here <laughs> because um I didn't really have the time to kind of grow up here mm-hmm. um, as I didn't really move back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I went to school here when I was in nursery, but I was, what, four? Ah, yeah. yeah, but that's all. And then after that, I went to, I was in Singapore from kindergarten all the way to high school. Mm-hmm. And I guess within that span of time, I've only visited here like twice or thrice. And that was mm. all when I was really young. Wait, do you speak Singaporean? No, uh, we speak English in Singapore. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. We speak English, but like there's an accent. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, didn't really have the time to, you know... I think I came here when I was eight. And then, I think probably eight and then 14. And then the last one was when I was 16. Mm, okay. Those were like the only times that I actually visited here and only in Cebu. Mm-hmm. And so I've only ever known like my grandparents' place. I don't know how Cebu looks like. I don't know where the places are. So when yeah. I came here, and like the only place that I've ever known is my grand my grandparents' house. I, okay. Like I never really went out. When mm-hmm. I go to the mall, it's with my parents. But I was how old was I? I was like what, eight? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> too I, young to actually. Yeah, yeah, to actually remember anything. And even though I stayed here for a year when I was in nursery, I went to. Sacred Heart, actually, the one in Mango, before ah, it closed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first time that they opened up as a co-ed school. Oh, okay. Yeah, there were only five girls in the classroom and, like, 12 boys <laughs> in, in our class. So, anyway, so when I came here, I was, like, the people, the places, mm-hmm. it's, it was really a lot to adjust to because, um, like, the people here, first of all, they're very... Um, like you know when they when they want to talk to you they want to say something they just say it yeah we we're, we we're like that <laughs> yeah so not just not just in a way of pranka you know they just like uh they're very open to like open a an, a conversation mm-hmm. but and you know when they say something they just comment on it like ah uh, like they when they want to look at something they just stare at it you yeah, know they yeah. want to do something they do it yeah. they do it yeah. yeah and and like uh that's that and also um. Like, growing up in Singapore, uh, like, I really noticed, like, the portions of the food, the sizes of the shelves. <laughs> it's really different. Like, you know, I feel like, I feel like I, I'm not trying to insult or anything. But well, I, I just try to, to, oh. to state the differences. Mm-hmm. Like, physical differences from, like, what Wait, I see. Because it's not just the culture, it's everything else. Wait, also. what do you mean the size of the shelves? Like, like, you know, I, I go to the mall a lot. Okay. Yeah, so... When you're in the mall in Singapore, the shelves the shelves are like I'm like one one six two cm. How, 
See, I, I even I even calculate height by cm. They calculate okay. height here by foot and inches, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm about like 5'4". Mm-hmm. 5'4", so... And the shelves there are about like my height or higher. Ah, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I can see what you mean now. The hall, they're like, like a head lower than me. And I can like see like what's at the top shelf. I'm like, oh, like the shelves here are so small. And like the shops here are generally small, like lower head ceiling, you know. It is? Yes, it is for me. Well, okay. I guess I can't tell because I've been here all my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people can't tell. But if you were to go out you and like, you know, if you've actually been there for like a very long time and then you suddenly like come back here, okay. it's like, it, it was a total shock for me. I mean, it was that and like the people, I didn't know Filipinos are so small also and like they're naturally small. You We're know? naturally small. Yeah, yeah they're, na- they're naturally small and like, so for me, I kind of, I'm, I'm shy, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I don't really kind of, like, I like, I like to like, I don't really like it when people stare. And I stuff. don't think anyone likes it when anyone stares. Yeah, really. exactly. And the thing is, like, there was the one thing that I got when I was here, and like, you know, I I don't know, probably had to do with my height or something. You know, people they just like mm, stare. So. Maybe not height. I mean, if we're being, you really do. Okay, just frankly speaking, you really do have some sort of presence, even when you go in the office. <laughs> really? A bit. I mean, you guys, you and Chair, you really usually dress very well. And okay. You, so I guess that's what maybe that's why. It's not, but we're in school. We're we're in uniforms. I don't know. Yeah, so um, for me, that was kind of weird because like, mm-hmm. when you're in Singapore, people mind their own business. They have this thing where like it's like a thing that they're mm-hmm. in Singapore. Like, you know, you mind your own business. Don't <clears throat> get into other people's, like even personal space. Like there is this like certain personal space that everybody has, uh-huh. like even on trains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, the first time ever in a Red Cook Jeep, Oh, there's no such thing as personal space in Jeep. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, I wasn't used to it, you know. Like, uh, like, But for me, it's not that I was like disgusted or anything. I was surprised. Like, whoa, people can just like seek it. And like, nothing's, nobody's saying anything about it. It's not that we can seek it. It's we have to seek it. Because the Jeep will not move unless it's completely yeah, but, full legs for certain it's, it's amazing how nobody complains. Cause, eh, it's just a thing here. Like, you know, I've, I people complain a lot there. Mm. So... Well, so when we came here, yeah. it's like so. When I came here, it's like oh, people can music it and like you know they just they're like they're using their phone and like this other girl's arm is already like like her whole arm is like pressed onto the other person's like other arm. Yeah, at least it's that like the worst experience I've had in Jeep, and I don't blame her because it was I was going home. I was after I think I was intramurals or something. I don't know C eighty. I was uh, so I I go I went home late. I rode with the Jeep. And I guess this girl was just so tired, she fell asleep, and she fell on my shoulder. That's fine. I'm not gonna wake her. It's just... And then she fell asleep. She starts snoring. It's all okay. And then she starts drooling on my shirt. Whoa, the saliva tracing them. Like, the person in front of me was like, Are you okay? Okay, <laughs> Just leave her alone, not her sleep. And then she wakes up and notices that just a trail of saliva. Like, oh my god, sir, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay, it's okay, I'm going home, it's fine. Oh my god. I'm not gonna say anything. I mean, it was weird, it's but. It's kind of funny. It's funny, it was kind of gross, but you know, I'm not gonna point that out in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if I were you, actually, I think I would have also not woken her up because I don't want her to feel embarrassed. Yeah, it's just, just the thing. It's, yeah. It happens, shit happens. <laughs> But yeah, back to it's 
Also, the food. Food's very different. How? And I've never had so many... I don't really eat Filipino food, that's why. So when I came here, it's like, of course, it's an abundance of Filipino food. But only then I know, oh, well, this is this, this is that. Oh, Denisha, you know, like... Wait, how about... Wait, you don't... Until now, you don't eat a lot of Filipino food? I do. Oh, well, now you do, but yeah, before, do, but, but before... But before, when I was saying, well, my mom doesn't really cook Filipino food. Huh. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, because like, among... um, I, I have a... I grew up with a best friend there who's also... F- from the Philippines but she's not from here she's from Bicol mm. and then my cousin who's from here but you know she has like a grandma who cooks Filipino food and stuff my mom no like she cooks like a little, I know buwad I know that buwad yeah cause like my dad sometimes they come here and then they bring like the dried stuff yeah like buwad and then I know like the otap I know that mm. like all the oh, oh, no. that's just the snack I think the buwad is yeah, the only that, thing that's... that's when I realized that you know my Knowledge of Filipino food is until the Pasalubong area in the grocery only. Wait, so how did you react when you first got lechon and dinuguan? Uh, dinuguan was... I was like, what is that? It's it blood. Took, yeah, I know. The first time I was like, what is that? Why is it brown? I thought it was like a jelly or something. Uh, then yeah. I said it's pig's blood. I'm like, pig's blood is brown? <laughs> how is it brown? How is it this color? It how is it a soup? Yeah, actually, I don't know why it's brown. I think it's because it congealed or because of the liver. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so that was like my first question. And like, I didn't want to eat it at first because I was like, what? So, mm. but, but I love it. I love it now. It's like, one mm. of my favorites actually. But um, lechon, not really, not much lechon in Singapore because um, most of the food there is like halal. There are a lot uh, of Malays, but yeah, so mm. they don't really openly sell this. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now I've had like liempo like that over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, Lechon then is not much lechon. Um, so, so when I go to parties here and there, there lechon, mm-hmm. not really the first thing that I grab because ah, I'm not okay. so fond of like seeing animals whole. Pa. I, I just I just like the I just like the skin. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, I mean like I I grew accustomed to eating the skin mm-hmm. also and like you know some of the meat. But before I, when I go to parties, it's like the first thing that people crowd to. So for me, I'm gonna I'm interested too. I'm like, what is What's this? Is this good? And then, like, the first time I ate it, I think I ate, like, a bad part of it, of the lecha, because apparently not... People saying, oh, don't eat that part because it's dry. Don't do that. Uh, it depends on how the lechon is cooked, because there are, like, parts of it that's still juicy, some yeah. of it is overcooked or dry. Yes, but but I noticed, like, you know, people always, like, tend to get, like, the back or something. I like the belly area. Some uh-huh. like the back. My father likes the ribs. I have my uncle who likes the ear and the tongue. I don't know why. Okay, yeah, so, I don't know, I guess, I guess, and I'm, I'm not really accustomed to, like, seeing whole animal. animals, even like, ch- they're even still chicken? whole. Um, chicken, it's okay if the legs and the head is not there anymore. But, ah, okay. um, but there was this one time, you know, they had this thing called, here called sabong, right? Ah, yeah, yeah. It was only last year that I first, I saw my first sabong, <laughs> and, like, I, I bawled my eyes out. I cried. <laughs> Why? I cried because I saw the chicken and like, that's when I was like, okay, this is the road to vegetarian for me, you know. I'm like, I think I'm starting to, I don't know, maybe it's like somewhere in me that I'm uh, not really into, I'm not really also very explorative with like other meats. Okay. Uh, I don't really like to eat like, you know, you tell me it's mutton and I think it's lamb. No, I don't eat the sheep, you know. Because like, it's cute. Know? Yeah, so... Like, the only meat that I'm stuck with is, like, chicken and beef and pork. And uh, the thing is, I don't want to see any of them whole. <laughs> okay, to be fair, um, there was a time when me and my, my uncle brought a uh, chicken. 
right, that we were going to eat for dinner. And I had to help him with, you know, slaughtering and preparing <laughs> the chicken. Yeah. To be fair, after that experience of having the chicken's head cut off and it shaking in my hands, I didn't really want to eat the chicken either. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was happened during the... Okay, that was the first time that I saw the sabong, right? Yeah. But uh, prior to that, um, my... Like my... This person that I know... Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew, there was, he brought home like chicks. No, when I went to his house, there were chicks in his house. Like the little tiny fluffy chicks. chicks. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, why do you have chicks? Oh, I thought they are growing chickens and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, the chicks. And then, uh, so I haven't been there to their house for like weeks. Mm-hmm. And then he suddenly invited me because it's his brother's birthday. So mm-hmm. when I went over, I just did, totally didn't notice that the chicks weren't there anymore. Oh. Yeah. So like then they, they, they had food served and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then like you know there was pancit and then they had shredded chicken on it, mm-hmm. and then there was like some chicken also. Oh no! <laughs> so I took the chicken, and then after that I was like, he was like, he told me, uh, I took one bite of it. And I was like, while I was chewing it, he's like, let me. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to. I was like, God, what? He's like, mommy and Angie go and like the the one that was outside. Those were the chickens outside. I spat the chicken out. I spat it out, and I don't wanna eat it. They go, they go really. I did that. I was like. And I looked at the chicken, I was like, oh my god, no, no, get it. <laughs> oh I my stuck god. to the pancit. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> I stuck to the pancit. So. And then when I ate the pancit, I, I found out there was shredded chicken on it. I was like, is this the chicken from the outside? It's like, no, that's a different chicken. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because I don't want to eat this either. It's like, I'm not... And like, I, I felt bad because the mom was there. Uh, and she was the one who cooked the food. I was like, it's not that I don't like the food. It's just that I think it's a... I don't know how to explain it, actually. Yeah, if you interact with this animal, you don't want to... Yeah, the thing is, I would, I would really... She, she's good at cooking, so I stuck to the... What's this? Paklai? Ah, paklai. Yeah, okay, uh. she makes really good paklai. Uh. I, I ate that. And there was like... um, I didn't have pork because they were Muslim. Mm, yeah, so... Mm. But the chicken, the one I was just, I was like, oh my god, give me a chicken. I was like, no, what do I do? I was like, oh, I have to get over this. Oh, you should. Well, at least, I, I forgot who it was who told me the story, but at least his, it was very clear it was meant for eating because they named their chicken Pamaha Paniudto. Oh <laughs> so that was pretty evident what they were going to be used for. Then, then I, I spent the whole night, like, in a, interviewing him about the chicken. Oh. Like, my friend, I was like, so did you help with like killing it? And he was like, "Yeah, like we just gonna." He told me they just cut the head off. Yeah, yeah. You cut the head off and, and then you like, put the thing in water. I was like, "Why you cut the head off? Is it still moving?" He's like, "Yeah, they move for a while." And I was like, "Ah, it's okay, never mind." Yeah, they they, I, they, I they shake they sh- they shake quite a bit, really. Oh, did you know? Uh, okay, this would be an interesting fact. There was there's actually a chicken that even after its head was cut off, it kind of lived for years. Well, it, like I don't know how. Like I think the way it was cut, the brain was still hanging out there, and oh was still God. alive. And like the, the the vein or something. Yeah. So how they kept it alive was that it's too for it to eat because it can't peck. They just sprinkle seed in its little cut off head. I don't know. It was weird. It's a weird. How thing. is it gonna eat? I don't even know if this is real. I just saw it online. <laughs> oh yeah, something they like, it has like a hole there, right in the head, yeah, and yeah. then it's like they just sprinkle the seed in there. What? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I I used to imagine they put like a funnel in there. <laughs> It's just okay. It lived for quite a bit, apparently. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> this like, is a zombie chicken. Well, okay, yeah, kind of, because it has no head, but technically it was still alive. 
So, um, but I, okay, other than that, what was, other than the food and, uh, you know, shopping, what was the thing that you had to, like, how about the language, though? Was language kind of a thing that was difficult to approach to? Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, um, language was, like, one of the way, one of the things that I, I thought I could ace on to, like, you know, try to connect with my friends. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, not being able to speak Bisaya, they kind of treat you differently. I can relate. Because when I grew up, I was raised by my parents to really speak only English. In yeah. fact, when I was in elementary, from nursery to elementary, I was only I was put in a school that only spoke English. So I didn't oh, okay. learn Bisaya. And when I entered high school, I didn't know Bisaya at all. Like, yeah. I couldn't speak... I mean, until now, I couldn't speak Bisaya very well. Even until now, I think I get some words wrong. I was even one time I scared my mom because I said... Um, something happened in school and I said the, the word should have been nakuratan ko which <laughs> means I was shocked yeah. I instead said nakuyapan ko <laughs> which means <laughs> I fainted yeah. so my mom was panicking thinking what the hell happened that made you faint but really I was just shocked so I don't I don't really yeah that was part of the struggle because I would mix words up but yeah when I was in high school they really do treat you a little bit different my nickname in high school was the walking dictionary before Whoa. Yeah. Okay, that's that's not so bad. I was also called Jupiter because I was fat, and also that this red spot on my cheek. <laughs> Why would that be Jupiter? Because Jupiter has a little red spot on his. Really? And also, I was really fat before, like really fat. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was their thing. <laughs> that's bullying. Oh, it's high school. Okay, Every, everyone gets bullied in high school. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no one really hold when you grow up. We're like, what the fuck are we doing in high school? <laughs> well, I mean, like I wasn't really bullied, but I didn't like the feeling of being treated. Oh, differently, like, yeah. Differently, and like you know, special treatment from people, yeah. and like always say, like you know, boys always like, oh, be sure, and they always mm. like try to approach you, and mm. like nosebleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they what, say that's they always like, say that. Yeah. Oh, nosebleed! I'm like, you know, I just sometimes I just stop talking. I just mm. like stop talking because like it, I feel tired of like you know trying to explain to them. Like, there's some jokes also that are funnier in Bisaya. Yeah, myself, there so are jokes. That are funny, I had yeah. to like you know try to adjust to that. If you translate it, it's not as funny. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it also sucks us when I when I try to like you know tell things in English, like jokes and stuff like that. Then I have to like give them a background story. Yeah, of, I mean, it's, like, it's, never, it's never, it's but it's never funny when you have to explain the joke. Yeah, yet. exactly. So, so that was um, that was kind of like the struggle actually trying to um, uh, connect with the with like try to make friends, mm-hmm. like not just friends classmate friends but try to like have close friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i had to like you know I, I thankfully my first friend in college hi max maxine <laughs> <laughs> if you ever hear this podcast um yeah it's just like my first friend ever <clears throat> mm-hmm. i was just like so glad that uh we sat she was the one sitting next to me because mm-hmm. When she spoke to me, she spoke in like fluent English. Mm. So I was like, oh my god, she speaks English. And the first thing that she talked to me about was Jenna Marbles, who's a YouTuber. Uh, yeah. So I was like, oh my god, that's something I can relate to. So <laughs> then we started talking about that. And then mm. uh, she made friends with this other girl, Nicole. Mm. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, so um, Nicole was, uh, she, she was more fluent in Bisaya and mm. Tagalog. She kind of speaks both. So, At the same time? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, so she, I, I know someone like that. <laughs> yeah, so, like, for me, I, I took it as a practice also, like, you know, uh, to speak in Bisaya. But, I mean, like, compared to right now, I can, I guess I would I would say I can speak Bisaya fluently already. How about Tagalog? 
Same, I can't speak Tagalog well either. Silence means no. <laughs> I really can't. I mean, there was really, like, you said, like, you have a friend who speaks Bisaya and Tagalog, right? Yeah. Um, my my uh, old friend's girlfriend, I think, uh, ex-girlfriend, she's, she was from Manila, but she learned to speak Bisaya. But oh, she, so, yeah, she so, was like that. So she would mix Bisaya and Tagalog, not realizing that some words in Tagalog mean very different in Bisaya. In Bisaya yeah. I think the one instance I can remember, we were walking together, we were just heading to class, and then she said, oh my god, na so for the people who don't understand Bisaya Tagalog or the ones listening internationally, um, what we what we thought we heard was I was bitten by a bird. Yeah. Because langgam in langgam to us in Bisaya means bird. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell did you do to the bird? Like you were really targeted by the bird. It flew down from the fucking wire just trying to peck you for no reason. And then she said, no, the bird crawled up your arm and you didn't know this. Oh my God. It was only then I learned that langgam in Tagalog means ant. Ant, right? Yeah, because ant in Bisaya is hulmigas. Yeah. <laughs> so when we heard langgam, we were like, what the fuck's going on? We kept looking up there, like wondering, oh my God, is there some bird, bird. that dive down and just peck out the shit out of us? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like one of the things that... But like, you know, like I, I, I did, I struggled in... Filipino, especially mm. in college, like you know, uh, was, I think that's the most struggle for me actually. Yeah, girl, know? same. I had two over one hundred in my midterm exam. <laughs> but but thankfully, my college professors were. Um, I had to take Filipino in summer because you know, uh, the summer classes are usually more chill than yeah, the normal classes. Because there's less of you, I think. No, there's more of us actually. There's more of you. There was a lot of us during summer, so hmm. um, I had to take that during summer and like. Thankfully, that one time that I had to take the Filipino in the semester during the semester was that same teacher I got during summer. Ah, okay. So that professor already knew that you know. I also kind of explained to him that um you know I tried my best to enroll into the Filipino for foreigners in the the program that they had in San Carlos, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. I don't think they were really catering to that class. Oh, yeah. Like my sister was able to get into it, bro. Um. I don't know how how she was able to you know like finish it or something I, I forgot, but uh so I had to go through the normal Filipino and the thing mm-hmm. is I couldn't keep waiting for the next semester to enroll into that subject because every time they offered that subject it would clash into my other uh, majors. schedules yeah mm-hmm. yeah so of course I had to prioritize this mm-hmm. so uh, there came a point of time I was like you know I really have to enroll into the normal Filipino or else by the I'm gonna be left with this subject long or I won't be able to graduate because of Filipino. Yeah. So, when I took it, I explained to my teachers, you know, like, uh, um, I, my Filipino is like zero, zero, zero. So, <laughs> I, I'm gonna try my best, but, um, I just need help, you know, mm. so, and like, thankfully, like, the people that I'm, like, classed with also, they're, mm. I also, you know, I always give everybody disclaimers that, you know, for group projects, when it comes to group projects, like, I will help as much as I can, but when it, when it comes to putting content on paper, I can't do anything about that, but yeah. I, I'll try. Because, oh. like, textbook, I don't even know what textbook was in... Yeah. In Actually, until now, I don't know what textbook... I think libro is book, but that's not textbook. Yeah, and there was this word in... 
in I didn't even know what Wicca was. I was like, what is Wicca? Like, I think that's language. Yeah, language. Yeah. 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 I didn't know what Wicca was. So I was like, you know, and I, she, the professor kept mentioning that. I'm like, every single word here, I don't know what these mean. It's so hard now. If I have to keep going to the dictionary to look it up, you know. Yeah. So it was a whole. A whole like ah, uh, it was a headache for yeah, me. Yeah, at least at least you tried because when in my Filipino class and they started because when especially even when I was elementary we had I have like had Filipino classes since elementary I just couldn't get into it because well we live in Cebu and the only language I get exposed to here is either English or Bisaya. So when it Wait, came so to when you were in elementary you didn't have like we had Filipino classes yeah. I just I just couldn't get it. My teacher would go on and on talking about this and that and some history and I'm just. In one ear, out another, I just stare at her as if I was listening. I really wasn't. I couldn't. I just couldn't understand. I couldn't get it, and I couldn't get into it because my normal day of conversation would be either English or uh, later on in my life, Bisaya. Yeah. I could never get exposed to the pure Tagalog environment. I yeah. think that's one reason why I never really gotten into learning. Same. So, like in Singapore, I never. The only like you know source for I think for me the closest language to Filipino would be Tagalog, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the only time that I would actually like hear Tagalog is when it's on TFC on TV. Mm. So that's when like you know there's some words like mommy. I asked my mommy what's this, what's that, and like even when I I wasn't even fluent in Bisaya. Mm. Yeah, like I knew some words, but not in a way that I can like string a sentence fluently. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I had to do like some kind of translation in my head. Mm. Yeah, but I I I'm more knowledgeable in Bisaya than. Then Tagalog. Yeah. So when I came to Filipino. It's like I don't even know how to spell this. You know, like like looking at the word, I don't even know how to read it. Mm. Like I have, there are so many A's in like one, yeah, one one sequence. And depending where you are in the Philippines, it's not always going to be Bisaya. Like for example, Bisaya is here in Cebu is Cebuano. Yeah. But if you go to another Visayan area, they have their own form of Bisaya, Bisaya yeah. which is might be similar, but different in other ways like yeah. there are some words for example us Cebuanos we are really fond of shortcuts yeah like so instead, instead of um, what can I use an, as an example but mm. yeah we usually like have shortened like, versions say, uh, oh. instead of akong pangalan we just say akongan yeah something like that it's just shortened while others are more and also the yeah, way we I speak noticed. the way we speak Cebuanos speak we're very I guess we sound angry to other people really <laughs> that's what so they say we sound either very either hard, angry, or very rushed because we speak very fast. Very that in the intonations and in our voice is very hard. Oh, okay. When then you have other cultures like I'm not sure. I, I think I'm not sure if the Warai or something that they are very soft spoken, and there are other areas that speak some form of Spanish. So we have that's why different places in the Philippines have different cultures in terms of that. I only realized when I traveled to, um, where was this? I traveled to Boracay and to. Uh, Bohol that I realized only Cebu has poso <laughs> because really? when I because when I ask for poso in other places it's like what's poso it's like oh no <laughs> can what I have can I have a cup of rice there, there's no poso only here we have poso we only have poso here in Cebu Cebu is the only place with poso and poso is for those who don't know is uh, you get it's rice cooked in this ball of banana leaf that's what we that's what poso is but that's not available anywhere else it's only here. Is that why they always use that as a symbolism for Cebu? Yeah, maybe. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I I'm not very well traveled. I'm not very well traveled, but the, from the places I've been through, from Boracay, Dan- Bantayan, and da- da- Davao, they don't have poso, and they don't know what poso is. I maybe they some of them do know, but they will just immediately tell me we don't have poso. Well, that's 
that's new to me. Like, yeah. I thought that's everywhere. I thought that was like a Filipino thing. Nah, we have so many cultures, so many different cultures here. Like with seven thousand islands, I mean, huh? yeah, I, I don't even know how many variations of the language we have here. It's just that English and Tagalog is the most common denominator oh, among okay. all of us. Yeah. Though, what would you say is your advice to the people who would be adjusting to, you know, new cultures? Like, how would you say to help them go through it easier, you know? Um, it really helped to, you know, just keep an open mind. Uh, kind of open yourself also to accepting it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's how you also start to actually try to learn it. If you always keep yourself in denial, like, you know, I don't know how to do this. Like, mm. I won't know how to do it. You'll never get it because yeah. you're not open to learning it. So for me, like knowing that I was going to be here for a few years, I had to find a way to be able to mix with the people here. Mm. And also, it's also a good thing for me because knowing that I'm Filipino, it's just a shame that yeah. I am culture shocked here. <laughs> so um, I found a way like for me, one way was one way that really helped me was that I dated. I, you know, I dated and like, uh, like, my boyfriend used to be, like, Ray Bisaya also, like, mm. when he speaks. Mm. And, um, I guess for me, in a way, it kind of helped me mm. to speak Bisaya. So, for me, when I get angry, I know how to speak Bisaya na in an angry tone and, like, straight in anger, you know, that kind of Wait, thing. so, before, when you were angry and, at, let's say, at him, were you just go straight English before if you didn't? Yeah, he, he understood me. But he's, he's the kind who doesn't like to speak. You know, there's some guys yeah, out yeah, there, there that, yeah, you know... Yeah. Like, you know, English. I know yeah, there are people like that who are, yeah, like, they're not that confident in their yeah. way of speaking English, which is fine. I mean, yeah, but, it's, it's okay if you speak, it's okay if you don't. Yeah, it's, but but it's, I mean, like, that's up to them if, yeah. if they want to, like, learn how to speak it or not. But yeah. for me, like, you know, knowing you have, you're being overpowered by, like, all these people, and, like, I, I really wanted to mix in with the people here and, like, mm. be... Like, you know, like, not really stand out anymore because mm-hmm. I don't really didn't like being treated like that. It, there came a point of time that I didn't want to leave the house because uh, yeah. um, I kept feeling that way. But it was impossible because I have to go to school. Mm. So I'm like, you know, I need to get to know these people. These people are nice. So mm. I can always just, like, disclaimer and tell them, like, you know, I'm learning. Mm. If I don't know this, I'll just ask you. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I used to stutter a lot. Like, you know, like, uh, I'll just give up. I'll just speak in English. Yeah. Like, it, it gets tiring, bro. You know, your your tongue gets like the muscle memory. Yeah, you, you get used to yeah, it eventually. Yeah, you get used to it eventually. Like, there was actually a point of time that I got so used to speaking that. My parents are shocked that I spoke Bisaya at home. <laughs> it was, it's so shocking, you know, like, <clears throat> sorry. Mm. Even I got shocked. Like, I go home and I'm like, Mommy, can you see me? And I'm like, if there was like a silent, you know, like, but I could hear the silence in my head. The silence, like, oh my gosh, she's speaking in silence. <laughs> I was like, nah, I just go back to like, you know, English and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For, me, for me, my advice would be really um, find a really a good friend for you to be in because that way you're more comfortable. At the same time, they can really help you with getting yeah. used to them because I think the best thing about learning a language or even adjusting to any culture is to be involved yeah, in yeah, the exactly. culture. You just, like you said, keep an open mind and just be involved in the whole thing. You can't yeah. really get used to anything if you're not going to expose yourself to yeah. it. That's the whole thing. But regardless of the difference in cultures or anything, I think the number one thing should be respect for one another, yeah. regardless of the difference of cultures. And I think that is what 
I guess everyone in the world is trying to achieve, you know, to get connected with one another. So I think that would be the underlying message in this particular podcast is that no matter where you're from, no matter what you do, no matter what language you speak, yeah, we you can still like, respect. Yeah, respect one another yeah. and we can connect with each other just fine. Yeah. So I guess that should do it for today's episode of the Random Cast podcast. Thank you again very much, Chania, for being a part of it. You'll find her uh, social media in the description below and we will see you guys next time.